everybody. Chris Ballard here again. This is H3, Hints of Hope from the House, coming to you live from Believer's Worship Center in College Grove, Tennessee. My usual partner is out today. He is traveling. He is in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. So my partner in crime this evening is none other than my beautiful wife, Leslie Ballard. Leslie, thanks for filling in with Ivan for Ivan tonight. We're going to be real rough at this. So, lots going on this week, and lots going on in the life of our church as usual, but uh, we want to make sure that we take just a few minutes this evening to ask some questions, talk about some things, and and a, a topic that came to me this week after we, as a church, went to the movies this weekend and got to see Jesus Revolutions. I will say, if you have not had an opportunity to go see that movie, I really think it's worth your time. I know our small group got to go. We had a great um, afternoon. And it's a story, it's not the story I expected it to be. No, but it, w- it was a really good movie, though. I yeah. enjoyed it. So as, uh, as Robbie pointed out, if you guys get an opportunity to chat with him about it, um, it it's got some some graphic things in there I didn't expect, but I think... Um, And and we're talking about drug use, uh, as you would kind of expect once you realize that the whole thing is set during the 1960s hippie movement. But what I liked about it is that it wasn't gratuitous drug use. It's not in there just to be in there to say, hey, it was the 60s and we did a lot of drugs. It's in there to spell the point of the redemption that comes as as a way of the Jesus revolution, as it was termed at that time. So... Go see that if you can. If you don't walk away with it at least being moved in the least little bit, then uh, then you know come see me. We'll talk about it. But we're talking tonight because of that, because of a reaction that I've had with it as we discussed it and we've kind of moved on and things that are going on in the world. The topic tonight is how do you talk? And then you can insert your blank right there. So how do you talk about faith? How do you talk about God? How do you talk about religion? How do you talk about the things that matter in your life through your relationship or even talk about your relationship with with God. So I think the first question we ask, and guys, please feel free, uh, for those of you who are watching uh, the the Facebook Live, feel free to chime in. We will touch base on those as we can. But the first question I think we ask is, do you talk about? So Les, you, uh, you and I have been married going on 15 years this year. We've had lots of conversations in that time, uh, some pleasant, some not, and that, that's, uh, that's to be expected. Uh, you have, uh, we've raised uh, four children together. We've uh, navigated families. We've navigated churches and boards and committees and all kinds of stuff. So we've had some conversations. Yep. Uh, in your you know, career as a nurse, you've had some conversations. You've had conversations as mom as wife, as daughter, and all those. So that's what we're going to lean on today. And so um, the question that we ask is, do you talk about your faith? Do you talk about your relationship with God? And how do you do that? So if you've got something to add, please uh, chime in on that. But we'll go ahead and start. We're going we're gonna to put ourselves out here tonight as, uh, as the sacrificial lamb examples, I think. And we're going to talk a little bit about how we do it and how we've done it at BWC and, uh, and then, of course, we're going to dive into what the Bible says about it. So I think I'll be the first to share with you all that um, we, we probably do it a little bit differently in our home. 
Um, I don't know if we do it right, but we do it for what has uh, historically worked for us. And so I, I come from a, a home and a family that, that didn't discuss faith openly, um, if at all. But we we discussed a lot of other things together, but we definitely did not discuss faith. And I don't think that that um, necessarily helped me a lot. It took a, a little different path to come to uh, Christ on my own and to develop my relationship with him as an adult. And so that's definitely shaped the way I do things and, and I, I view things. And unless we've talked about in the past, it, you guys were what we would now call CEO Christians, right? You were kind of Christmas, Easter, and, and other. Yeah. But not every not every Sundayers. No. And in, in my direct house, I guess we really didn't talk about it a whole lot, but at my grandmother's house, we talked about it a lot. And she was the one that picked us up on Sundays, took us to church, made sure we got there. Um, but I think we do it very different with our kids. Like, we are very open about it. Our kids will, you know, they'll read their Bible, come downstairs, have questions, and we'll just have an open discussion about it anytime they need it to be discussed. And I think that that, that's, that works for us. Yeah, well, and it doesn't hurt to have a minister on speed dial in your back pocket and in your kitchen three or four nights a week either. So Yeah, that's pretty helpful. It, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a little bit different. Um, so we do talk about it with our kids and, and, and openly. Uh, I think we do a better job. We were talking about it this week. We probably do a better job with the, the littlest ones yeah. than we did with the, the bigger boys. Um, mostly, I think, because we're at different places in it and, and because we discuss it differently now, I think. Yeah. So. I mean, a lot has happened in 15 years. I mean, yeah. we've, we've, we've been through cancer with me. We've been through cancer with your dad. We've been through other health issues, surgeries with you. And I think all of those things brought us to a different place in our faith. For sure. For sure. So let me ask you, because you, you'll have great insight into this. Do you think it's important to discuss faith with your spouse? Absolutely. Awesome. Oh, you know what? We have our fearless leader here. Let me see if we can bring him in. Hello, you're live on H3. Hello there, everyone. There he this is. This is Ivern from Las Vegas. <laughs> Sin City. <laughs> well, where I'm at is not that much sin right now. <laughs> Is that because you're in it? Uh, no, I'm sitting. I'm actually sitting in the middle of the showroom. Oh my goodness! And they're getting ready to have happy hour, and everybody's having you know all of their uh, people, the distributors here. And I'm just came out to say, hey, did you did you share with them that they're they're part of our uh, broadcast tonight? Yes, and that's why everybody's standing away from me <laughs> and waiting on happy hour, right? That's right. Awesome. Well, Ivan, hey, man, glad you could join us tonight. I know you wish you could be here instead of there. Uh, That's and, right. Yeah. Well, we're, uh, as you know, we're discussing the topic of how do you uh, talk about faith? How do you talk about God? In, and we were just diving into to how Leslie and I, as a couple, do it, but we're just discussing mm-hmm. the importance of, of husbands and wives and spouses. How do they discuss their faith and how do they discuss their faith? Right. Uh, you know, their spirituality. So I would love a little insight uh, from a minister's point of view uh, on your relationship and how do you share it with people? Well, um, I watched, you know, that movie that we went and watched Sunday. Yeah. It was a perfect illustration. If you get between me and God, then we've got a problem. 
That was a great line, wasn't that, it? That was, <laughs> that, was a wonder, that was a wonderful line. But go ahead. Who was talking? It's just me. I'm filling in for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but that's the, you know, that's the thing. I'm, you know, we, Kayla knows where I stand for, and I know where she stands for, and we talk about just about every day or whatever. We talk about our faith, and we talk about how, you know, she gets upset when I share it heavily. <laughs> but but that's you know that's just part of being married and different people changing and all. So Ivan, I think and I'd love to ask you this question cuz I'm going to answer it for for myself. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, we're getting ready to dive into the topic next week during our Wednesday night discussions about uh the differences in the roles of of men and women in the home and in the Bible. We touched right. a little bit last week. So from a man's perspective, uh, you know, assuming that you believe that the Bible says uh, you know, that, that the man is supposed to be head of the household and is supposed to lead their family in worship, mm-hmm. how important is it, even at a young age, even at a, at a very early married age and, and age in your marriage, is it to discuss your faith and your take on it? Well, from the day, from the, from the day one. In other words, you should, you know, if you're married, you should be able to talk to, about anything with your wife. And you also, I'm sorry if that got loud, they fired up some music. <laughs> you know how it is when you have happy hour. I, I would not know. <laughs> but uh, it's just a matter of you ought to be able to talk 100% about anything and everything. If there's something you can't tell your wife, then you've got a problem. It's just the way I am. So, and I, and I think I agree with you. Um, there, there's very little that, that, you know, that we haven't shared as a married couple, Les. And, and I know from, from our time with, with Carolyn and Ivan, there's very, very little that isn't shared there as well. Um, yep. Particularly coming from Carolyn. She, there's no holds barred. Um, yep. but, but I don't know that when we first got married that, that we were really open as, as much as maybe we should have been with our faith, right. about our faith. And I certainly, you know what I, what I mean when I, when I say that we know people uh, that have yeah. spent the entirety of their, their married life and never really had that conversation. Yeah. Right. And some people just don't feel like they, you know, they should put their faith in a bottle and just open it on Sunday. Yeah. In other words, there's a lot of people that want to have a discussion about it, but they're never brave enough. They'll never open up enough to say, well, let me tell you how I feel about this. It, you know, a lot of people have problems with feelings. No. You, you, should, you should really, you know, if you're going to uh, be part of an active church, sometimes you're going to get your feelings hurt. Agreed. Sometimes, but sometimes you're not going to agree with everything that goes on. But that doesn't mean people don't like you. Well, that's for sure. Right. I mean... You know, and if you can't talk to your wife about certain stuff, then you're standing there and you're sitting there going, well, can I share that with my wife? No, I can't. Well, why not? I mean, why, what's going to hurt? Is she going to leave you? Let's <laughs> <laughs> hope not. Well, yeah. well, that's what I'm saying. Especially if it's about the faith. You know, if it's about y'all agreeing to be active or agreeing to, you know, tell other people about what, you know, who you stand for and what you stand for. We have a problem in America that people don't want to open their mouth. 
I don't think it's that they don't want to open their mouths. I, I, I think some people have the opposite problem is that they open their mouth long before they've thought about what's about to come out of it. Amen. Well, yeah. Yeah. Always make sure your mind's loaded before you shoot off your mouth. Right? <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> so I, I think it's interesting. Um, I, I read some statistics, uh, and I didn't bring them with me tonight, and I should have, but I read some statistics earlier this week about how little these conversations are had, that, that husbands right. and wives, you know, and, and some of it's a cultural thing. It's a societal thing that the, mm-hmm. the discussions about faith aren't had prior to the, the, the wedding vow. That it's right. one of those where people think, well, we'll just we'll just figure that out along the way, and then mm-hmm. my my initial thought on that, Ivan, and this is kind of where we're headed with this again, is I, I don't know how you don't discuss that with right. your spouse. It's kind of an important deal, whether you believe right. or you don't believe, and if you do believe, what do you believe? But eventually, if you have children. Doesn't that, I mean, even accidentally, doesn't that become a conversation that you have? And, and I guess, are people, in your mind, as somebody who does spiritual counseling with folks, do you find that people just, is it awkwardness? Is it like, oh, hey. It's, it's, mostly, it's mostly people that are awkward. They really don't feel like they can open up. They don't feel like they can talk about it. Okay. So it's very... It's interesting it's that, that we say it that way. Yeah, that, that we say it that way because I know mm-hmm. several weeks ago when we were discussing the importance and the power of prayer, we, you know, we asked right. the audience, uh, why, don't they, why don't they lead prayer? Right. Why don't they do that? And for, for a lot of them, it was, it was awkwardness. It was, it was uncomfort. Yep. Um, so even in our own families, we suffer right. a discomfort with our faith. Man. Yeah, that's... that's- that's the main thing you don't, and that's where you should be able to open up about anything. Right. I think for some people, it's do they know enough about it? Like they feel like they're not confident, and I feel like, like I grew up in it, but then life changed for me, so I wasn't in it as much. And when we started our relationship, I feel like in the first two years before we got married, we had to, like I got reintroduced to it. We talked about it. We figured it out together before we got married. Right. But it was, you know, I, I, some of it, I don't know, I don't think I forgot it, but it just wasn't foremost in my mind anymore. So I had to mm-hmm. kind of bring it back, if that makes sense. So I, I think, and in, 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 in business, we talk about this a lot. You can bring me in a brand new piece of software. And as we're going through right. our, our business transition, we've had a lot of new softwares. And they gave me hours upon hours of training before we started actually transitioning right. over. But until there was something to anchor it to, until I mm-hmm. had something to apply it to, it was just talk. Right. That's exactly right. And so, and Ivan, you, you chime in like if, with your experience, but I think for me, and I think what you're saying, Leslie, is that, you know, yeah, we, we heard the scriptures, yeah, we'd been exposed to it, yeah, we'd had conversations about it, but until you've actually been through, you know, a little bit of life, you know, you don't really have anything to anchor it to. Well, think of it like the sports. You know, you could know a lot about football, but have you ever played a game? Have you ever been in the trenches? Yeah. Right. Have you ever have you ever paid the price and got beat up on the line just so somebody can make a touchdown? Yeah. Well, well that's kind of like faith. Mm-hmm. If yep. you you can have a lot of faith, but if you never exercise it, what kind of faith is it? Untested for sure. Right. That's right. 
And what, and what, so if what do you say, having, if you don't have a test, you can't have a testimony? That's right. And so a lot of couples today are scared to talk to each other about faith because they're scared they might find something out. Ooh. Mm, that's a thought. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a whole nother situation, isn't it? You meddling now. I know. Well, I'm getting ready. To, I'm getting ready to get on a monorail. Uh oh. And I'm gonna leave lose you guys. But guys, I love y'all. Keep uh, keep everything going, and I appreciate y'all letting me come in here from Sin City. Hey, thanks for chiming in. I'm gonna give you one opportunity before you go. Is there anything you'd like to say to somebody important today? Oh yeah, my wife. Happy birthday. She's 62. She's a big 62. She's a common age. Hey, I put it so, on Facebook that she looked good for 30. You're in the doghouse. So, hey, get back. last night at midnight, I put on Facebook about her birthday because I knew I wouldn't be up early enough. Uh, so so I stayed up till 10 o'clock, which is midnight our time, and I yeah. put it out there. And I tell you what, I wouldn't live without her, and I love her. And happy birthday, Carolyn. Talk Absolutely. to you later. Happy birthday, Carolyn. And thanks right. for tuning in, Ivan. We'll see you Sunday. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. That is, of course, Ivan Sheffield. Always glad to have him tuning in. Uh, he brings a lot of insight into it, not just because he's old, uh, which I can say now that he's not on the line, <laughs> but uh, because he, he's, a, he's a tested minister, uh, for sure. He's not, uh, not just there on Sundays. He's, he's lived it. He'll be the first to tell you he wasn't always close uh, with God, and, and, uh, and of course we now know him to be the faithful man that he is. But I like where he was headed with that, that uh, I think couples are, are afraid to find out something that they may not already know. That's very true. Yeah. I had, uh, I had not thought about it that way, but maybe that's what we're afraid of showing. You, you brought it up that maybe we're afraid of looking, uh, you know, not to say dumb, but to feel that way. Looking uneducated. Uneducated, uninformed, uninformed ignorant of something. Yeah, I mean, nobody likes to look like they don't know what they're talking about, particularly, I think, from a men's perspective, if you're trying to lead. But I think one thing that we touched on Sunday, and, and I thank God for Miss Linda being a part of our, uh, our congregation. She shared yes. with us that uh, she didn't want to do that. Uh, you know, the, the, the little thing that she wrote and shared with us Sunday, she didn't want to get up there and share that, but she felt called to get up there and share that. And even though it was uncomfortable, she managed to, uh, you know, take a stiff upper lip and, and do it and share that with us. And it I was think a, she did a great job. She did. She did an awesome job. And, and of course, her, uh, her granddaughter did as well, her yes. granddaughter-in-law, although I don't think she would throw the in-law on there. She's Meemaw. She's Meemaw, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, so she did a great job as well, uh, and I'm sure in no small part because Linda took that step and did that. So, you know, it, 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 I'm interested, and I've, I've not seen any comments come through yet, but, uh, but I, I would love to know. I, in fact, I know in, uh, with, with that particular family that that's a big conversation they have yes. and have had. Well, and they're all here because of Linda. And because of a conversation that Linda had, had right. right. So, so we know that they're having the conversation. It. And so, uh, and of course, I've talked with uh, with a number of people here at BWC about what they're sharing with their families because they come and ask me what I'm sharing with mine. But, but man, the, the thought that you that you might look silly about something that's as that's as old as any other sin um, to not do it. But be, because sometimes we just have to do what we're called to do, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it means sitting in that chair. <laughs> And, and, putting, Ivan. And, putting, and being <laughs> Ivan for the night, you, you have to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, most people know that when we got involved in, in BWC, 
from a from the get go. Heck, even go further back to to El Bethel, um, it was not necessarily something that was real comfortable for us as a couple. Right. It uh, nobody's going to believe me when I say this, but it was not comfortable for me to be up on that stage <laughs> and to sing those songs to to a group of people, mostly because they uh, very quickly took my piano away. And when you take my piano away, I, I kind of have a Ricky Bobby thing where I don't really know what to do with my hands. Most of you will agree that I still don't. Yeah, you've learned. You've done pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I've learned. <laughs> but I will tell you, the most that I, I, that I places I've learned are through conversations I've had. So I think that that really goes to the heart of what we're talking about tonight is how do you have those conversations? And so let's finish up a little bit with, you, we've talked about having the conversations with your spouse and why people don't have those conversations. And then we talked a little earlier on about how we talk with, with children. Now, the Bible says to raise up kids in the way of the Lord and they will not depart from it. And that, I don't think, I think that gets lost in translation a lot. I'm going to tell you what I think that means a lot of people that I have experienced in my life, it means like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this. I may not live it, but I'm going to tell you this, and this is the way you should do it. And then they take the hands-off approach of, well, they're adults now, and they have to make their own decisions. And I think that's a very American approach. I don't necessarily think that that's a very Christian approach. Um, I would dare anybody, I'm, I'm asking you not to do it, but I would dare anybody to call um, our adult sons and ask if I don't still have influence in their life. Yeah, I mean, I better. I, I think they, I think they would absolutely say that they do. Yeah, they don't like it a lot. No, but not but, always. Yeah, sometimes yes. Sometimes, when I'm writing checks, they don't mind. <laughs> but but I have an influence. You have an influence because yes. they both of them have reached the point now where where they don't call dad anymore. They they call mom. mom. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they call mom. Um, but they have those conversations with you. They do. And I think that we have to realize that, you know, just because they turn 18, just because they become grown adults, doesn't necessarily mean that they've got it figured out enough to go out there and that they don't need guidance anymore, right. that they don't still need to be raised up in the way that they should be. So I try, uh, and I know you have, and we try to have those conversations together so that we're not isolating one over the other. Right. But we have those conversations very directly. Yeah. Um, you know, our daughter is is at an impressionable age right now. Um, everybody pray for Chris. Uh, she's fourteen and and you know excited about dating. But that's been a conversation. Yes, we've and discussed suitors. But what is important in looking for somebody to date? Uh huh. A young a young man that does have some an eagle, not a chicken. Yeah. There you yep. go. That's Ivan's race. That's it. And, but we've had those conversations, and and because of the conversations we've had with Amelia, it's forced conversations to happen with James, mm -hmm. because he sees what we're telling her, he sees what we're making her do, and and so I think that's how we've done it. Yes. Uh, you know, the world is a dark and scary place out there, and we've not hidden that from them. But we also don't hide the fact that, man, you there are times when when the world is going to let you down, when when Dad's going to let you down, and but there's a place that you can go. That won't let you down, right. and when it, when it gets dark, and it will. I remember if there was nothing else that I remember from my grandmother before we got married. She said, "The first thing you have to go do is go find a church home and go find yes. a and get right with God because when it gets hard, and it will, yep. you you're gonna need that." And for us, it did, and it did quick, and yeah, and seemed like it didn't stop there for a while. So yeah. it was good that we had that. So I think 
the, my challenge to everybody this week, if there is one, you know, I always try to give you something to think about, something to do this week, is have an intentional conversation inside of your home about your faith. If you've been married for 30 years and you've never actually shared with your spouse how you feel about the gospel, about your relationship with Christ, if they don't know you have a relationship with Christ, then I want to challenge you to go and have that conversation. Have it over a cup of coffee tonight. Pour a bottle, pour a glass, not a bottle, pour a glass of wine if that's your thing. <laughs> and, and, and have a heartfelt conversation about what the gospel means to you, what your experience with God has been, and, and how you feel about that. And I think you will learn some things you probably don't know about each other, but I think that they can be good things. Yes. I think that maybe you could, you could enlighten some things for your spouse that maybe they're afraid of as well. I would say share your testimony. I mean, yeah. I think my testimony happened while we were married, but for not everybody's is like that. Some people's happened when they were kids. or And if you haven't shared that, then, then that's what you need to do. You need to share it. Yeah. And then that's the next thing that I want to talk about, and I think we'll spill this topic over into our next podcast as well, is so now that we've talked about it in the home, now what are we going to do with it? Because it can't just stay in the home, although I think you know the old adage of charity starts at home. I think faith starts at home too. Yeah. Your kids are going to do what they're exposed to, and if you're not going to be the one to expose them, then I promise you the world will. So in our, in our home, our rule is always that we control the narrative. And the only way I control the narrative is if I make sure I'm the, I'm the first, and if I'm not the first, I'm the loudest one to talk to my kids about things. Yes. I will be louder than the world that they, go, that they go in and live in. And so I want to encourage you guys to do that too. I want you to think about that for, uh, for our next episode because that's what we're going to talk about is how do, we, how do we continue to have the conversation? How do those conversations apply in our lives? How do we share them with our friends? How do we talk to our parents about them? Ooh, that's meddling. Yes, but you also have to talk about sharing the kids finding a way to share it with their friends in a way that is yes. not, not frowned upon in, in James's. And he is out there sharing it with his friends, whether they like it or not. You know what? I'm, I'm sure he's going to watch this later tonight. So I tell you what, I am going to officially invite James to come on and be our guest with Ivan and I for the next podcast, because I think that's an important topic. And I'm glad you said that because it is important. It is. He can tell you the conversations that we've had. He can tell you the conversations that he's had with his preacher which is, you know, okay, a little different for James than most people, but he has it. And then he can tell you the conversations that he's had in his life and what that's been like. And I'm excited to hear that from my son. I'm excited to hear that from somebody his age. So that's my challenge. That's our topic today. How do you talk? Well, we all know how to do it, but do we do it enough and do we do it the right way? God says, raise up a child in the way that he should and he will not depart from it. How many of us are taking the opportunity to raise our children and not let society raise them alongside of us? But how many of us are taking the opportunity to be the first person to talk to your children and to certainly be the loudest authority on the topic? You could be dead wrong and still influence your child if you make sure you're the loudest one in the room. And so uh, as we go into next week in our Wednesday night session, and we start talking about the roles of men and women and the, the differences in genders. I know, hot-button issue. We already kind of heated the room up last week. But as we go in and we talk about that, I really would love to hear some, some comments uh, throughout the week and, of course, next week in the study on 
what your role is. And if you're, you know, if you believe your role as a man, and I certainly believe your role as a man is to lead your home in, in worship and in theology, then I think you have to be the loudest one in the room. And I'm not saying that some of us don't have loud spouses. I'm just saying that we can be the loudest person in the room when it comes to our children, when it comes to our spouses, and we can have that influence and we should have that influence. If your wife wakes up tomorrow morning and she doubts whether she's attractive or not, it's not because the world told her she's ugly. It's because you didn't tell her she was gorgeous. You will be the loudest person in the room. If your children go off to school tomorrow and they're not certain about their abilities or what they can aspire to do, it's because you didn't tell them. You will be the loudest person in the room, and you should be. So how do you talk about it? You just do it. You accept the, what I'm now going to refer to as the Linda theory. <laughs> you accept that God called you to do something, and you, you have to do it. Yeah. Is it going to be comfortable? Absolutely not. Nine times out of ten, it won't be. Will it lead to something great and something awesome and something powerful? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's going to take some, uh, some work to get there. So... I want to invite everybody out, if you don't have a church home, to make sure you come and visit with us. We do cool things like go to the movies and put on podcasts. And we start our services at 1030 on Sunday mornings. Ivan will be back from Sin City. He uh, will probably have a tan. Maybe. It's a lot of neon in Las Vegas. I expect a tan line or two. Happy birthday to Miss Carolyn. She's our first lady. If you see her this week, make sure you wish her a happy birthday. Guys, this is it for this episode. I hope everybody enjoyed it. We look forward to seeing everybody this Sunday. Don't forget, next Wednesday is pizza night. You guys have a great week. We love you, and God bless.